Hey, uh, here we are. That's right, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Jaguars playing the Falcons today. It is um, Sunday, November the 28th. Looking forward to the game. Jags are 2-8. and eight. Falcons are 4-6. and six. The game is being played, uh, you know, here in Jacksonville at TIAA Bank Field, where I've got a good view of the field and the stadium. And, man, we're looking forward to some uh, football here on the Till Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm. Simplest and easiest way uh, to do a podcast. Great, um, really uh, great uh, creation features, uh, enhancements and improvements over the last you know, several months, over a year, actually, uh, with Anchor.fm. Good to, good to have you with us today uh, for our podcast, Teal Shirt Report podcast here on game day on Sunday, November the 28th, the Falcons uh, playing the Jaguars. I do have some information on today's game that will pull up. You know, we're, we're just a few minutes away from kickoff, only about 20 minutes away from kickoff. And uh, we do have some of the... Um, the Falcons, Jaguars, and actives injuries. Uh, Cordell Patterson is set to play in this game. He will play. Uh, let's take a look specifically uh, for the Jaguars. Jaguars now 2-8 and eight on the season. And again, the Jags are tied for last place with the Houston Texans. Both teams with two, only two wins. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at... Uh, we told you in this in the last podcast episode, show number seventy three, that cornerback uh, Shaquille Griffin would would miss this game with a concussion today. Linebacker Dakota Allen, offensive uh, lineman uh, Casey McDermott, tight end Jacob Hollister, and pass rusher Jordan Smith, and tight end Luke Farrell on its inactive list for the Sunday game. And I think that means we're going to see a little bit of James O'Shaughnessy this week who's back from injury. You know, of course, uh, among the tight ends, you know, you got to feel good. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy will give you a little little offense. So will, of course, Dan Arnold. And, um, you know, then you got your your blocking uh, tight end in there, you know, as well. Uh, Chris Manhurts, who the Jags signed in the offseason from the Carolina Panthers, and they made a trade just – a little bit over a month ago for Dan Arnold uh, from the Carolina Panthers, you know, for uh, the trade in which the Jags sent former uh, first-round pick uh, C.J. Henderson over to the Carolina Panthers. So looks like Luke Farrell is – he's he's not really provided much offense, dropped some passes, made a catch or two, but uh, apparently he's on the inactive list today. Pass rusher uh, Jordan Smith, he's the guy – that was, I believe, originally at Florida early in his college career, then transferred to Alabama-Birmingham. Um, he was drafted by the uh, Jaguars in the um, NFL draft. Um, Jordan Smith, I believe, was uh, I believe he was a late fourth-round or fifth-round pick for the Jaguars. We'll have to research that. But he was drafted uh, by the uh, Jaguars in the uh, – 2021 NFL draft in April, but we really haven't seen him play this year. You know, he's kind of a project 
I mean, he looks like a really good specimen of an athlete. They just haven't turned it turned turned him loose uh, and really allowed him to play. So Jordan Smith, pass rusher Jordan Smith, going to be inactive along with tight end Luke Farrell. Luke Farrell's played a lot of football so far this season. Dropped some passes, made a catch or two. And uh, Jacob Hollister has been in the mix, too, the former uh, Buffalo Bill. And I think he played for a couple other teams, too. Um, he was also um, uh, the teammate of the Bills quarterback in college at Wyoming. You know, and we're talking about the other Josh Allen, the one that plays Buff uh, quarterback for Buffalo. So we're kind of going over some of the inactives. Players that'll play, players that won't play. We know that probably the biggest name, Shaquille Griffin, uh, will not play uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars today, suffering from a concussion, um, apparently, that he received uh, in the last game. So that's some of what's going on. Big news for the Falcons at uh, Cordell Patterson, who they kind of use him all over the field. Former wide receiver, he plays some running back. He will play today on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's so going to be very, very interesting. I want to thank our sponsors, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast with all their outstanding creation tools with Anchor.fm. LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. LakeUfallahits.com. They have Rock Saturdays, um, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, Deep Tracks, Deep Cuts. Unique songs late at night, too. LakeUfallahits.com, where it's all good. Great internet radio. Hey, don't forget about Mad Max on Wednesday nights. The Mad Max Mix. The Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. And we made it simple for you to find Max. And, and of course, uh, uh, LakeUfallahits.com as well. In our neighbors area, the neighbors two section on our website at bigjreport.com. Just go to bigjreport.com, uh, scroll around the uh, website, and in the neighbors two area, uh, you'll find the Mad Max mix on Wednesday nights uh, with his uh, requested his music request show Wednesday nights at six to eight Central Time, seven to nine Eastern Time, which the Eastern Time is mainly most of Florida and Georgia. Uh, Central Time is going to be the Alabama folks and the Panhandle of Florida folks. And uh, so it's basically 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time on Wednesday nights, the Mad Max Mix uh, music request show on Wednesday nights at uh, madmaxmix.weebly.com. Um, Simplest way to find it, though, is go to our website, Go to the Neighbors 2 area, and I've got a couple of links, not only for the Mad Max mix on Wednesday nights, but we also have LakeUfallahits.com, a couple of links to find LakeUfallahits.com, where it's all good, great, great internet radio. And we also want to thank Saucer Realty, fine sponsor of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. You can find a link to Saucer Realty for your North Florida real estate needs. You can find that link on our home page when you scroll all the way down to our 24-7 uh, North Florida weather information. There's a link for Saucerility about halfway through the weather information. Uh, Saucerility for your real estate needs uh, in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial. Remember Larry Saucer and his staff with Saucerility. We got more coming up. We're also uh, not only are we going to keep keep you up to date with the Jaguars and give you our comments and 
and opinions. And, you know, I know the Jags, um, you know, really need to go into that draft next year, in my opinion, and draft some offensive players. Um, the Jaguars, uh, I did see a football focus uh, report that said the Jaguars offensive line was like 21st in the league, which is not great, not the worst, but uh, that tells me to improve the team. Let's go into the draft next year and draft some offensive linemen, at least two in maybe the first three rounds, maybe a guy in the first round, maybe a guy in the second round too. I think we got to grab a defensive lineman also fairly early in the draft, the NFL draft 2022, which we, you know, we've all, kind of ascertain that the uh, draft is kind of a crapshoot anyway. The Jags really haven't gone really particularly early in the draft for an offensive lineman since Luke Jokel. You know, even though the Jags did, um, what was it with that? Um, that's Was it the second, second round pick where the Jags drafted uh, Walker Little out of Stanford? And he's been playing a little bit of left tackle when Cam Robinson's been unable to go with some uh, some back injuries. But we'll keep an eye on the game today. I really hope the Jags will attack the draft with uh, a couple of offensive linemen and build that offensive line next year in the NFL draft in April of 2022. And uh, there's somebody out there saying, Scott, what about a wide receiver, number one wide receiver? I think you got to get that in free agency in March of uh, – 2022 about a month before the draft hey sign the best number one receiver available i understand he may be a 1b um, but the jags are going to have the money to do it sign sign a, a number one a or number one b free agent wide receiver to go along with the group we already have i think the offensive line another fast playmaker at the wide receiver position is going to make a big difference. We've got the Jaguars and the Falcons getting ready to kick off. Also, during the game, we'll be giving you our comments, and, and also we'll be running down the um, high school football uh, scoreboard for North Florida, South Georgia, a pocket of South Alabama, some Central Florida scores with uh, high school football playoffs uh, coming up on our Teal Shirt Report podcast you're listening to. This is episode show number 74. And man, we got a lot coming up on episode show number 74, season number two of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Jaguars and Falcons uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida, getting ready to kick off momentarily. And we'll talk about it. We've got a college football scoreboard coming up to the high school football playoff scoreboard coming up as well. Also, North Florida Entertainment. Keep it right here as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. We're brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, Saucer Realty for your North Florida real estate needs. Larry Saucer and his staff at Saucer Realty, they are sanctioned to do real estate in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak, Lake City, and many areas in between and surrounding those areas as well. LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. That's LakeUfallahits.com. And, of course, you can follow all of the, the magnitude of things we've got going on at BigJReport.com. Go to BigJReport.com. You'll find a lot of links on the website. And also you can access uh, this Teal Shirt Report podcast on our website at BigJReport.com. 
as well. So a special thank you to Anchor.fm, Saucer Realty, LakeyFallHits.com, and so many people. Thank you for listening. George Bowen, you know, I might have missed George on my last shout-out list. I got George at the top today. George Bowen, hello to you. Jason stifler Fennell. Uh, the governor of Apopka, Florida, Larry Cole, Raymond Bureau, the voice of Trinity Christian High School football. Uh, he does a lot of different sports for Trinity High School and uh, does Trinity Baptist College games as well. want to say hello to my uncle, uh, Buddy Mullis, um, up in North Alabama, uh, Gadsden area. Also, Ray Jenny, hello, uh, Ray Jenny Mr. Ray Jenny, uh, hello to you. Matt Wells, John Giggler. Uh, again, Raymond Bureau, Tony Lee, Bernard Hunt, the commissioner of the APDFL uh, Semi-Pro Outdoor Football League. Hello to you. Uh, David Martin, who's played in that league and played for the Panhandle Crusaders for a number of years. He might retire this year, though. He's about 32 now. And David, David's been asking me whether he should retire or keep playing. I think he's leaning toward retiring this year. want to say hello to Enrique Crumbs one of our good friends, and he's also played a lot of indoor football at the arena, you know, at the arena and indoor football level. And, again, Mad Max, uh, one of our um, BigJReport.com guys that keeps us informed. He's our Georgia Bulldog football insider, Mad Max. I got you on our shout-out list today, Mad Max, Alex Nunnery our BigJReport.com sports reporter, and he's also a producer of this show, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. JC, want to say hello to you. I hope I get a message from JC soon uh, that we can audibly put on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm sure JC will put something together soon. Uh, Again, Raymond Bureau, John Gaylor, we appreciate all you guys listening in. George Bowen, and I know George's mother listens in. She lives way up in Montana. Uh, George lives south of us. You know, it takes me a while to keep up with everybody, what they're doing and where they are. I believe George Bowen's kind of in the central uh, Florida area. And we appreciate all of you guys tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, we got Alex Nunnery's reports and interviews coming up as we're going to take a look at high school uh, football playoff action for our areas, North Florida, South Georgia, uh, pocket of South Alabama and Central Florida as well. We got that coming up. And also, I was going to pull up the latest odds on the game before kickoff. You know, we try to do that. I know last time I I did take a look at things a couple of days ago around Friday. I believe the uh, Falcons were like a two-point favorite. Uh, One of my experts, though, that I looked to toward, hey, how's the game coming up? Um, You know, how are the odds? Um. We'll we'll take we'll take a look at it. You know, this is a game taking place today, November the twenty eighth, uh, between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Atlanta Falcons here in Jacksonville at TIAA Bank Field. Let's see if we can uh, pull up some info. We got. We did take a look at it a little bit earlier, a couple of days ago, on our last podcast. In fact, uh, it has changed. The odds have changed slightly. Okay, now what we're seeing, a little bit of money on Jacksonville. Um, Looks like one and a half to two points. And we were actually looking at maybe two to two and a half points two or three days ago. Uh, Looks like we're still at a steady 
um, the odds are still a steady uh, right at near two points. The Falcons favored by two points. In some circles, one and a half points the Falcons are favored by. Um, I do have a source that tells me the Jaguars will win today, cover the spread, and the total will go under. Could be an ugly game. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, a little bit of money went on Jacksonville, but, you know, after the Shaquille Griffin injury and the fact that Shaquille Griffin was the cornerback, top cornerback for the Jaguars, Shaquille Griffin, uh, was ruled out for this game. I thought maybe the money might go the other way on Atlanta. It looks like it's about the same or maybe a little bit going on the, the Jaguars right now as we're looking at the Falcons going into the game, getting ready to kick off momentarily now. The Falcons about a one-and-a-half to a two-point favorite in the game. The Falcons at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Atlanta Falcons at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to talk high school football college football coming up on episode show number 74 of the teal shirt report podcast so we're going to talk high school football college football and of course the jaguars on an nfl sunday Uh, we'll continue with more of the teal shirt report coming up and again thank you for listening Okay, here we are, Duval. I'm going to take a look at college football. The Jags are about a one-and-a-half to two-point underdog at home against the Atlanta Falcons today. Let's take a look at some college football scores that we do have. Alabama, man, somehow they got in a battle with Auburn. Game went to four overtimes. Alabama picks up a win, keeps them at second in the uh, BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Alabama beat Auburn. My goodness, uh, Nick Saban, man, he's living a charmed life, but he's a good coach. I mean, he a lot of times and most of the time he wins the close games. Uh, you know, Alabama beat Florida in a close game much earlier in the season when Florida played one of their better games of the year. Although I thought Dan Mullen ought to use the running backs a little bit earlier than he did. But late in the second quarter, when the Florida Gators started using their running game a little bit better, they seem to take over the game somewhat then. Alabama may not be the team they were last year when they were 13-0. and They really may not. However, I mean, they've only lost one game this year. They've won a good many close games, and they've won some blowouts too, and they've only lost one game. So you got to respect that. Alabama's number two in our power rankings. Georgia one, Alabama two, Ole Miss is uh, three. And I think I've got Kentucky now up to four in the power rankings. We will take a look at the power rankings either uh, somewhere on this uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast episode 74 or we'll do it on the next episode, so stay with us. Uh, college football over the weekend, some games on Saturday. You know, Ole Miss uh, won the Egg Bowl on Thursday, last uh, Thursday. Uh, heck, that Egg Bowl was back on what, uh, Thursday November the 25th, Ole Miss 31, Mississippi State 21. Um, Even with the loss, the Pirate Mike Leach got about seven of them in the hopper out there. He put seven in the hopper, Mississippi State 7-5 on the season. Ole Miss, though, 10-2. 
So basically the top three teams in the SEC are going to be Georgia 1, Alabama 2, Ole Miss 3. And I started putting the SEC power rankings together today, and it looks like Kentucky is going to be number four. Looks like Kentucky is high as number four. And then I think um, Texas A&M, let's see, I I did take a look at uh, the power rankings. We all know Georgia's number one. Uh, Georgia number one at 12 and 0, Alabama two at 11 and 1, Ole Miss three at 10 and 2, Kentucky nine and three. I got them fourth, Texas A&M is fifth at eight and four, Arkansas sixth at eight and four, Mississippi State and the Pirate in the top seven, Mississippi State seven and five, seventh, Tennessee is eighth. And probably on the next episode, we'll go over all 14 teams. It gets ugly when you get down toward the bottom to where Florida and Vanderbilt are, but we'll discuss that in uh, full length either on this episode or probably on the next episode. Let's let's take a look at the college football scoreboard. Uh, Alabama hung on, won the game in four overtimes. My goodness, Alabama 24, Auburn 22, a final in four overtimes on Saturday, November the 27th. Uh, Florida Gators outlasted Florida State. You know, it was a good game for uh, the interim coach, Coach Knox. Um, I think he got the team to play hard in this game. It was an important game against your rival. Um, of course, Coach Coach Knox, the interim coach for the Florida Gators. The big rumor is Billy Napier from the Louisiana Raging Cajuns may get the job anytime now, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Um, he's a leading candidate. We've heard Lane Kiffin's name uh, bandied about some. But Billy Napier's been the, the main guy that, you, that you've been hearing, and there's been, you know, a few other names as well. I think Bob Stoops uh, was approached, and I, I don't think he's coming back out of retirement. Or XFLville, the last time he coached was 2020 for the Dallas Renegades of the XFL point 2.0. Uh, could, could he be – Back in the XFL, Bob Stoops, when it reopens in 2023, that would be a question at that time. That's probably not all been decided yet in Bob Stoops' mind, depending on what he can work out with the Rock. But it doesn't look like Bob Stoops is coming back to the college game. I think he's essentially turned down Florida State a couple of years ago, and now I think he's uh, turned down the Gators. Um, you know, any kind of overtures Florida may have made toward Bob Stoops. And of course, there's a you know there's a pool of guys. Uh, Steve Spurrier's close to Bob Stoops, and you know I'm sure that Spurrier talked to Bob Stoops about possibly coming back to Florida. Florida may have uh, the, the you know actually the the brass at Florida now in place may have approached Stoops to see if there was any interest. I just don't think Bob Stoops is coming back to coach college ball. I really don't. Back to the scoreboard. Alabama 24, Auburn 22, final in four overtimes. Florida 24, FSU 21, a final on Saturday, November the 27th. Jim Harbaugh finally gets it done. He was my number one choice to get the Jags job, the guy that I wanted. And then he decided to stay at Michigan, and the Jags hired Urban Meyer, but Urban was in my top four as well. But Michigan defeated Ohio State, Michigan 42, Ohio State 27, the final. Um, you know, Paul Feinbaum, and I, I don't really want to call him the names. I really want to call him you know, here on the uh, broadcast or the podcast, if you will. But, but um, of course, Barney Fife 
I mean, uh, Paul Feinbaum said he didn't believe Michigan and Jim Harbaugh could ever beat Ohio State, but they did. They did yesterday. They did on Saturday, November the 27th. Michigan 42, Ohio State 27. Uh, Michigan's in the running. They are, they're absolutely in the running for the playoffs, for making the playoffs. Ohio State really hurt themselves losing to Michigan, though. Uh, Georgia's still rolling. I mean, this was a this is a rival game, but not much of a rivalry on Saturday, November the 27th. Georgia 45, Georgia Tech nothing. Um, LSU, this is going to be Coach Ed O, Coach Ed Orgeron's last game as an LSU Tiger. Um, LSU defeated Texas A&M, LSU 27, Texas A&M 24. So Ed O, Coach Ed O goes out a winner. And here's a big one. Oklahoma State really hurt the Sooners. I don't think this may really keep the Sooners out of the playoff, too. Um, Oklahoma State 37, Oklahoma 33, a final. Oklahoma State now is actually 11 and 1. They've got to be up near playoff consideration. Oklahoma falls to 10 and 2 with that loss. I know there's, uh, as I understand it, there's, uh, you know, also a Big 12 uh, championship game coming up, and that could kind of kind of mix in with the soup as well, depending on how the playoff shakes down. Uh, it looks like Alabama to get in the playoff would have to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. If Alabama doesn't win that game, they're definitely not going to the playoffs. I don't think they're a slam dunk, uh, even if they beat Georgia, but they probably should be. SEC champions should get into the playoff. And, you know, I've been talking about the playoff I want to talk about and the playoff I would do if I was in charge. We'll probably do that on the next episode of the Chill Shirt Report podcast. So stay with us. We got some good stuff ahead in uh, not only this episode, but future episodes as well. So that's some of the college football scores from uh, Saturday, November the 27th. Again, the big one. I mean, everybody was was holding their breath with this one. Alabama 24, Auburn 22, a final in four overtimes. Florida 24, FSU 21, a final. Uh, Michigan 42, Ohio State 27 as Jim Harbaugh finally beats Ohio State as a head coach. Georgia, no problem with Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's had a terrible year. They've got to try to get some relevancy and get competitive again. Georgia 45, Georgia Tech nothing. But there's a lot of schools that could say the same thing. LSU 27, Texas A&M 24, a final. And again, that uh, that big one last night, Oklahoma State 37 and Oklahoma 33, a final. Uh, we're going to now take a look at the high school football scoreboard. We've got reports and interviews with Alex Nunry coming up. Alex was at the uh, Trinity Christian, Trinity Christian, the Jacksonville, Florida Trinity Christian versus Monroe High School. Uh, state playoff game uh, featuring uh, Trinity Christian from Jacksonville, Florida, North Florida school playing in the playoffs. And Trinity Christian won trip, the AAA state championship last year. This year they're in AA. Uh, but we'll take a look at some uh, high school football scores coming up now. These are playoffs, uh, playoffs uh, from around North Florida, South Georgia, Central Florida, and even a pocket of South Alabama. Let's uh, – Take a look at the high school football playoff scoreboard for North Florida, South Georgia, uh, Central Florida, and even a pocket of South Alabama, too. Here's, here's the playoff scoreboard. 
Uh, Trinity Christian defeated Monroe 39-22. to We'll be getting reports on this game. And also, I believe, some interviews from Alex Nunry, who was at the Trinity Christian Monroe game. Again, Trinity Christian 39, Monroe 22, a final. Jones High School 28, Vanguard 26. This game was one of the more exciting games, kind of back and forth. Jones hung on and won at the end. Jones High School 28, Vanguard 26, a final. Uh, here's another game that was really, really good, too. Uh, Chieflin beat a very good Union County team. Chieflin from the uh, Gainesville, Florida area. Uh, Chieflin 29, Union County 27, a final. Uh, Baker County Wildcats, who knocked off my Ed White Commanders and knocked them out of the playoffs a couple of weeks ago. And this is the third week of playoffs in Florida. Uh, Baker County still alive. They beat Wakula. Baker County Wildcats 26, Wakula 10, a final. That was Baker County Wildcats 26, Wakula 10, a final. Uh, Venice 21, West Orange uh, uh, 7. Uh, Bulls Bulldogs 56, South Walton 7, a final. Uh, Lake Gibson 48, uh, Melbourne 14, a final. The Apopka Blue Darters, uh, this report, this game was reported to me by by Larry Cole, the governor of Apopka, Florida, as I affectionately call him. And he's also the Jimmy Buffett of Facebook. Uh, Larry Cole reports that his Apopka Blue Darters defeated Seminole. Game was in overtime. Um, both teams scored a touchdown in overtime, but Seminole missed their extra point. What a great game. And Apopka's got a really good defense. And a lot of people thought Seminole would win this game. But Apopka keeps playing, keeps winning to play another day. As they win their third-round playoff game, a Popkin Blue Darters 28, Seminole 27, a final in overtime. Uh, Hawthorne, let's see, Hawthorne 51, Pahokee 12, a final. Merritt Island keeps winning, Merritt Island 21, Satellite nothing. Gainesville Buholes 37, Nice 14, a final. Uh, nice really kind of played over their heads the first couple of uh, rounds of the playoffs. And... Both of their wins in the first two rounds surprised people that they were still playing, but finally, you know, it finally caught up to Nice as they lost to a very good Gainesville uh, Buholtz team, Gainesville Buholtz 37 and Nice 14. Remember as a kid coming up, a lot of people called them Gainesville Buckholtz, but they're known as Gainesville Buholtz. Gainesville Buholtz 37, Nice 14, the final. Uh, Florida High, that's FSU High School. That's, uh, I believe they're known as Florida State High School, Florida High 17. Uh, Trinity Catholic 12 is Trinity Catholic is eliminated. Uh, Tampa Jesuit, Tampa Jesuit 42, Hillsboro nothing, a final over in South Georgia, Pierce County, Georgia 35, Peach County 30, a final, Carver 16, Doherty County, Georgia 14. That was, uh, that was Carver, 16, Doherty County, Georgia, 14, a final. Metter, man, they're powerful. Man, they've knocked out some good teams. Metter, 60, Turner County, Georgia, 21, a final. Uh, Metter seems to be a powerhouse this season. And Metter eliminated a very good Sly County team just a couple of weeks ago in state playoff action up in uh, up in Georgia. Um, of course, Sly County from up around the southwestern Georgia area. Uh, Fitzgerald, 55, Putnam County, Georgia, 16, a final. So Fitzgerald advances. Again, Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, Georgia, 55, Putnam County, uh, 16, a final. 
over in Alabama. How about Sweetwater? Some of that good Sweetwater. Sweetwater 21, Brantley 18. That was Sweetwater 21, Brantley 18, a final in uh, Alabama high school football up in South Alabama. Montgomery Academic 10, Montgomery Catholic 7, a final. Uh, Wadley 41, Pickens County, Alabama 36 is Wadley defeated Pickens County. Wadley 41, Pickens County, Alabama 36, a final. Some some scoring in that one. And Pike Road must be a long road up in Alabama. Pike Road 33, Andalusia nothing, a final on Friday night, November the 26th of 2021. Now, I understand those are not all the high school football playoff games from those areas, but quite a few of them. If there's a score I missed, you can always write to me, Scott, at BigJReport.com. Go to our website. There's other ways of contacting me, too. But you can you can always write to me if you uh, you feel I'm missing a score or something you'd like to add or, you know, any kind of comment or even complaint. You can uh, write to me. My email with the Teal Shirt Report podcast is uh, scott at BigJReport.com. Again, that's scott, S-C-O-T-T. Scott at BigJReport.com. Alex Nunnery was at the Trinity Christian Monroe game, and we'll get some reports from Alex Nunnery. Trinity Christian won this game 39-22 over Monroe, the final. And um, Alex Nunnery was there. We're going to get some reports and some interviews from Alex Nunnery. Let's now join uh, BigJReport.com sports reporter Alex Nunnery. He also does uh, reports and interviews here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, here once again, as uh, Alex is, is almost everywhere. I understand Alex on Sunday is at the uh, Florida Gator basketball game against uh, Troy from up in Alabama. The game is in Gainesville. Alex is at that college basketball game. But we're going to go back to Friday night. Uh, Friday night back on November the 26th, Alex, uh, who's everywhere, Alex was at the Trinity Christian High School football playoff game between Trinity Christian High School versus Monroe. Let's now join Alex Nunry. Here now is Alex Nunry. Alex? Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to the Teal Search Reports podcast. A part of a BigJReport.com production. My name is Alex Nunnery. I am the sports reporter for BigJReport.com. It's a beautiful night for Florida high school football. Here. On Friday, November 26th of 2021 a very belated happy thanksgiving to everyone this is the day after thanksgiving the regional championship games the elite eight for high school football only eight teams remain only four teams will remain after this week ladies gentlemen Good evening, and welcome to Trinity Christian Conqueror Stadium. To Conqueror Stadium on the beautiful campus of Trinity Christian Academy for a terrific football game between the Robert F. Monroe Bobcats, all the way from Quincy, Florida, and the 
home team, the Trinity Conquerors, from right here in Jacksonville, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conquerors, they come into this game at 7-4 following a 44-7 win over St. John's Paul last week right here at Conqueror Stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bobcats from Monroe, all the way from Quincy, Florida, due west of Tallahassee, come into this game at 8-2 following a 36-23 win over University Christian last week. Their first ever win in school history for the Robert F. Monroe Bobcats. Ladies and gentlemen, the Monroe Bobcats from all the way in Quincy, Florida, led by tight end Wyatt Sullivan. Also led by quarterback Josh Brown, Amari Borden, and Tyler Dickey, and Keyshawn Mashburn, Lacia Lynn Sullivan, a Western Kentucky Hilltopper commit. This is the regional final. The winner of this game will advance to the state semifinals of Class 2A, where the winner of this game will be on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conquerors. Their quarterback is a freshman. That's Colin Harley. Their running backs, Lightning and Thunder. You have Trayon Webb and Darnell Rogers. Their receivers, Sander Ross and Freddie Highsmith. The Conquerors defense is led by Cam Miller, Caden Morrell, Cam Anderson, and Jonathan Goddard. And the kicker is Seth Bialik. Lacham and the Conquerors. Last year's 3A state champs. Lacham with the Conquerors. Most notable alumni, Andre Smith. You also have Isaiah Ford and many, many other conquerors. That coach is their very own Mr. Verlin Dormany. The Bobcats head coach in his third season is Mr. Alex Lecky. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conqueror's no- most noble alumni, you have Andre Smith, who plays for the Buffalo Bills, Gus Scott, Jeff Holland, and Jamie Harper. And of course, one of the best Conquerors, Sean Wade. The voice of the Conquerors. That's a very own Mr. Raymond Biro and a good friend of mine, Mr. Raymond Biro. And ladies and gentlemen, the color commentator for Trinity Christian Football is another very good friend of mine, Mr. Joel Milligan. The games can be heard on MixLR app under Trinity Christian Football. Ladies and gentlemen, the Monroe Quincy Bobcats from Quincy, Florida. 
if you are wondering about Quincy, Florida, it's a town of about 5,000 people with plenty of woods and tomato trees. The town is in Gadsden County, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, Darnell Rogers on the return brings it down to the Bobcats. 49-yard line, first down, Conquerors. Trey Young with goes the distance. Touchdown, Conquerors. Seth B. Ollick on to, to attempt the point after the touchdown. 11-11. Remaining in this first quarter, it's the Trinity Conquerors. Seven. And the Monroe Bobcats, nothing. Trinity fight song is the Notre Dame fight song. Alicia with the voice here. The voice of Trinity Christian Academy football. The same announcer is Mr. Daniel Warren. Darnell Rogers on the carry. Good for a cocker. First down. There he is. James on the catch. A huge game. Good for a cocker. First down. Darius James, ladies and gentlemen, a senior from all the way in California for the Conquerors, his first year in Jacksonville. Seth Bialik on to attempt a 32-yard field goal. He's a senior for the Conquerors. It's terrific. The Conquerors with a... 10 to nothing lead. 4 12 remaining in this first quarter. That's Amari Borden on the return, a 22 yard return. He's one of the best players in the class of 2023. That's Keaton Thomas on the tackle for the Cockers. Beholt leads Nice 7 to nothing at Citizens Field in downtown Gainesville in the first quarter. And the Baker County Wildcats lead Wakulla 13 to 7 in the second quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Jonathan Goddard. That's a sack for the big man. He sacks Josh Brown. Goddard, Conqueror fans know him as the king as he made the game-winning sack versus Chomnon last year in the state championship game. LJ Kelly with the interception for the Conquerors. About a minute ago before the first quarter ended. We are at the end of the first quarter. It's the Conquerors. 10. The Monroe Bobcats. 
nothing. Monroe Bobcats from Quincy, Florida, Gadsden County. Freddie Highsmith into the end zone, ladies and gentlemen. With 7.53 left in this second quarter, it's the Conquerors. 17. And the Monroe Bobcats, nothing. Beholtz, 13. The Nice Panthers, 7. 9.51 left in the second quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, there is five teams from the Jacksonville area playing in the regional finals tonight. That's the Union County Tigers. The Mighty Tigers undefeated on the season. The Trinity Christian Conquerors. The Bulls Bulldogs. Takes it across midfield to the 45. The Nath Panthers. And the Baker County Wildcats. Jonathan Goddard, ladies and gentlemen, on the fumble recovery. Touchdown, Conquerors. Seth Bielek's extra point was no good. 6.48 left in this. Second quarter, it's a Trinity Christian Conquerors, 23. And ladies and gentlemen, the Monroe Bobcats, nothing. Trayon Webb from 60 yards, ladies and gentlemen. That's the big 6-0 yard. 4.32 left in this. Second quarter. The Conquerors. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they lead it. 29 to nothing right now. And BLX extra point is blocked. It's still 29 for the Conquerors. And the Bobcast from Monroe. Nothing. The Trinity Christian Conquerors, as we are nine seconds from halftime, lead it 32 to nothing over the Monroe Bobcats. Seth Bialik, field goal with about two minutes left, made the score 32 to nothing. Conquerors. The Apaka Blue Darter up 21 to 14 over the Seminole fighting Knowles. Touchdown Bobcats! Josh Brown into the end zone for the touchdown Bobcats. 9-13 left in this Third quarter, it's the Monroe Bobcats. It's Monroe Bobcats. They're going for two. They're up. They're down 32 to six right now. 32 to eight. What? 
Silva. Three-point conversion is good for Wyatt Sullivan at Western Kentucky. He'll top it. That's Keto Summit, ladies and gentlemen. That's his second interception of the ball game. First down, Conquerors. Keaton Thomas from Trinity Christian Academy. His first year as a Conqueror. Played at Bowles his last year. And played at Pondam Vitra High School for Keaton Thomas. Touchdown, Bobcats! That's Austin Perkins with the pick six. 97 yards for a Monroe Bobcat. Touchdown. The Bobcats will try to go for two. Down 32 to 14 with 145 left in the third quarter. Josh Brown into the end zone. The extra point is terrific. Play showing your score with 145. It's the Monroe Bobcats. We got it. 16. And the Trinity Christian Conquerors. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, we have ended the third quarter. We go to the fourth quarter. We have a very good football game. It's the Quincy Monroe Bobcats. 16 and the Trinity Christian Conquerors. 32. The Baker County Wildcats advance to the 5A state semis with a 26 to 10 win over Wakola. That's the Baker County Wildcats. Coached by Kevin Mays. Quarterback is Nolan Ray. Noah Ray, I beg your pardon. Man, oh man, how about those mighty hot Bulls Bulldogs. They go a five-hour drive to Fort Walton Beach and are beating South Walton. But the score, the Bulls Bulldogs 41. The South Walton Seahawks nothing in the second quarter. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of Oklahoma listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all are going to love the name Trayon Webb. Because that's the third touchdown of the night for Trayon Webb. And Oklahoma Sooner commits. Seth Felix 
Seth Bialik on to attempt the point after the touchdown. It's perfect. The Cockers lead it 39-16 with 7-13 left in this football game. For you fans out there, the Trinity Christian Conquerors most likely will be headed to Orlando Christian Prep next week. If you are in Orlando area, you love some football, go over to Trinity Orlando Christian Prep. Touchdown, Bobcats! Josh Brown. 17-yard touchdown run for the Bobcats. 4-13 left in this football game. Double. The Trinity Christian Conquerors. 39. The Monroe Bobcats try to go for two. They are up 20. They are down 39 to 22. Trayon Webb. 96 yards. To the one-yard line. That's a Conquerors. First down. Ladies and gentlemen, our prayers with Coach Verlin Dormany of the Conquerors and the hospital. Doing very good, as we have been told. He should be out by this weekend. He fell last night, but he should be out by this weekend. Then our head coach is former Florida State Seminole, Gerard Ross. And the clocks have reached zero. Your Conquerors, 39. The Monroe Bobcats, 22 for the Conquerors. They will most likely head to Orlando Christian Prep next week. We're here with the big man, Keaton Thomas, from Trinity Christian. Two interceptions tonight. How did you play tonight? Uh, I played pretty good, but honestly, I think it's more of a team win. Uh, obviously, Coach Domini wasn't here today. Uh, keep him in our prayers. Uh, got the dub for him. Great team win. Offense played really good. Defense played really good. Uh, beat a really good Monroe team. So now we're just taking it week by week and uh, getting ready for this Orlando team that we play next week. Yes, sir. Good luck and go beat them. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're here with the big man, the OU commit, the junior, Trayon Webb. Mm -hmm. How did you play tonight? Uh, I feel like I did pretty straight. Uh, I feel like I could have did way more. But, I mean, it's learning, learning. Keep growing game by game. Which is how I can help my team win. We're going to do that. All right, what do you all have to work on to face a really good Orlando team? Oh, we got to finish, work on finishing, not get too good place in the halftime. Not, it was really, really like a scare at the end of the game. But we um, didn't uh, finish, but I'm glad we finished, though. All right, good luck against Orlando Christian Prep. All right, thank you. Thanks. All right, we're here with the big man, the interim head coach, Gerard Ross. How did you all play at night? Uh, I thought the kids came out and played well, came out and uh, jumped right on them. Defense played solid. Office played solid, special teams as well. And uh, got a little complacent in the second half, but, uh, you know, the kids kept fighting to find a way to uh, get the victory. All right. What do y'all have to work on to face a really good Orlando Christian prep team next week? Uh, we just got to work on this, uh, you know, just staying true to our assignments, you know, play, play a clean game, 
you know, not be sloppy in big games. And uh, as long as we play our game and play Trinity style football, we should be fine. All right, good luck, Coach. All right, thank you. Once again, that was the former Florida State Seminole, Gerard Ross. We're here with the big man, Austin Perkins, for the Monroe Bobcats, a pick six. How did you play tonight? Uh, I felt like we played, we played great tonight. Um, we came together in the second half. We didn't give up. We kept fighting. And, you know, score showed it. All right. First win in school history last week. How does it mean to go this far for the first ever win in Monroe County history? It feels good. You know, we're just going to keep building on this, um, keep building on our program. And next year we're going to win it all. All right. Good luck, man. Thank you. All right. We're here with the big man. The Monroe Bobcats star that's the Western Kentucky Hilltopper commit, Wyatt Sullivan. How did you play tonight? Um, we came up short, but we fought, and I can't I can't say anything else. All right. What does it mean for the first ever, the farthest y'all have ever been in school history? What does it mean for the Monroe Bobcats? You know, we tried to carry the program. We tried to... We tried to, we aimed for state. We took it as far as we could, and I'm, I'm, I'm successful with that. I'm proud of that. All right. How is it looking like Western Kentucky? What, what position do they see you as since you're an athletic? Right now, receiver and tight end, but we'll just see what happens when they get there. All right. Good luck with Hilltoppers, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. We're here with Coach Lecky, the head coach of the Monroe Bobcats. How did you all play tonight, Coach? Um, you know, I, I thought we... I thought our guys fought. Um, you know, we fell down early. Uh, Trinity made some plays early, and we had to kind of try to claw our way out, um, which I'm, I'm happy with our, how our kids fought back being down early. Yes, sir. What does it mean for the first ever win and furthest y'all have ever gone in school history? I mean, I think it shows we're building something. Uh, I think it shows that we're taking steps as a program, which is huge. Um, I think the future is really bright. Uh, and like I said, I'm just really proud of these kids. I mean, last year we had a really good regular season. This year we managed to win a playoff game. You know, I think the sky's the limit for the school and the football program. Yes, sir. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hey, um, we, we want to thank Alex. Uh, Alex, thank you for those fine reports. Alex Nunnery reporting on the high school football. Uh, Trinity Christian, a big winner over Monroe. I was kind of going over the, all the high school scores, and all of a sudden I said, you know, I think we had a partial. It didn't affect who won the game, though, but I did see that uh, Venice actually rang up more points than we originally reported. Uh, Venice 49, West Orange 7, the final score. Uh, Bulls, Bulldogs 56, South Walton 7, the final. And going back to that game Alex was at, uh, Trinity Christian 39, Monroe 22, a final. Uh, Jones High School 28, Vanguard 26, a final. Chiefland from around the Gainesville area um, or near the Gainesville area. Chiefland 29, Union County 27, a final. Baker County stays alive with three straight playoff wins now through three rounds of playoffs. Baker County Wildcats 26, Wakula 10 a final. Again, Venice 49, West Orange 7 final score. Uh, Bowles 56, South Walton 7 a final. Lake Gibson 48, Lake Gibson 48, Melbourne 14 a final. Uh, Larry Coles, Apopka Blue Darters. Popka Blue Darters 28, Seminole 27, a final in overtime. Seminole missed their extra point in overtime. 
a hard-fought game. You know, Popkis won three straight playoff games, and they looked pretty good. This was the game that a lot of people thought would get a Popka, uh, the Seminole the Seminole team, but a Popka wins the game. A Popka Blue Darters 28, Seminole 27, the final in overtime. Hawthorne defeated Pahokee. Hawthorne 58, Pahokee 12, a final. Uh, Merritt Island 21, Satellite nothing, a final. Gainesville Buholes uh, 37, Nice 14, a final score. Uh, nice was probably hanging around the playoffs longer than everybody expected them to. They won two playoff games. And I don't think anybody expected them to win either one of those games. So here, Nice found themselves in the third round, Tim Tebow's former school, and they finally got beaten by a very tough Gainesville Buholes team who might be capable of winning the entire thing. Gainesville Buholes 37, Nice 14, a final. Uh, Florida State High, FSU High School, that's Florida State High School 17, Trinity Catholic 12, a final. Tampa, Jesuit, 42, Hillsboro, nothing, a final. And let's see, over in, um, let's go back uh, again, Tampa, Jesuit, 42, Hillsboro, nothing, a final. Over in South Georgia, taking a look at Georgia high school playoffs, Pierce County, uh, Georgia, 35, Peach County, 30, a final. Carver wins and moves to the next round. In Georgia, Carver, 16, Doherty County, Georgia, 14, a final. Metter extremely tough, a powerhouse. Uh, Metter already eliminated Sly County uh, a week ago, uh, a week earlier. Metter this time put 60 on the board on Turner County. Uh, Metter 60, Turner County, Georgia 21, the final. As again, Metter uh, seems to be a powerhouse this season. And they, they, they've been, I tell you, they've been a pretty good high school football program for years, as I remember also. Uh, Fitzgerald, Georgia, 55, Putnam County, 16. That's uh, Fitzgerald, 55, Putnam County, Georgia, 16, a final. Over in Alabama, good old Sweetwater, one. Uh, Sweetwater, 21. Brantley, 18, the final. Montgomery Academic, 10. Montgomery Catholic, 7, a final. Uh, Wadley, 1. Wadley, 41. Uh, Pickens County, Alabama, 36, a final. Some scoring in that one. Wadley 41, Pickens County, Alabama 36, a final. And it must be a long road. Pike Road, maybe as long as Sawmill Road, but Pike Road 33, Andalusia nothing. Again, Pike, Pike Road 33, Andalusia nothing. A final score on Friday night, November the 26th of 2021. And that'll do it for the high school football scoreboard and Alex Nunnery's reports and interviews as well on uh, Friday night, uh, November the 26th. Jaguars involved in a nothing-nothing game in the first quarter. We'll continue to keep an eye on the Jaguars game. I do have this, the uh, Big J report, Southeastern Conference Power rankings, we may go ahead and run those down for you uh, while we're kind of in an interlude uh, between the Jaguars not doing any scoring, Falcons not scoring, and we already gave you the high school stuff. Um, let's take a look. Here we go. I believe we've got the Southeastern Conference power rankings. Of course, Ole Miss has secured their third-place position uh, with a, what, 31-21 win in the Egg Bowl. Uh, Ole Miss 31 Mississippi State 21 in the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving night. 
Here we go. Latest Big J report. SEC power rankings. Georgia number one at 12 and 0. Uh, number two, Alabama 11 and 1. Ole Miss is third at 10 and 2. Got Kentucky all the way back up to number four now. Kentucky is fourth. Kentucky nine and three in college football in the SEC. That's fourth. Kentucky nine and three. Texas A&M fifth, eight and four. Arkansas is sixth at eight and four. Mississippi State seven and five. The Pirate Mike Leach had some big signature wins over Auburn, uh, Texas A&M, and even Kentucky. Mississippi State is seventh in our power rankings. That's the top half of the league. Seventh is Mississippi State at seven and five. Got Tennessee eighth at seven and five. LSU ninth at six and six. Auburn is 10th at 6 and 6. Auburn with a very good showing in the Iron Bowl. Alabama won at Alabama 24, Auburn 22. Uh, so thus we moved, because of the good showing, we moved Auburn up ahead of South Carolina. Auburn is 10th at 6 and 6. Uh, South Carolina is 11th at 6 and 6. Missouri, who beat Florida a couple of weeks ago in overtime by one point, Missouri's 12th. The uh, Missouri Tigers are 12th, 6-6 six six in our SEC power rankings. Florida is 13th at 6-6. Six six. Florida is actually bowl eligible. So 13 of the 14 SEC schools are bowl eligible. Florida is 6-6 six and six and 13th. It's been a travesty the, the Florida season this year. Dan Mullen got fired last Sunday, you know, a little bit over a week ago. And it looks like, it does look like the Louisiana raging Cajun coach, uh, Billy Napier, is a leading candidate. He could be named the head coach in Florida at almost any moment now. As soon as we find out, we'll let you know. We kept hearing he might be named the new coach Sunday or Monday unless something crazy happens and Napier doesn't take the job because it looks like he's a leading candidate right now. Uh, Florida 13th in our power rankings at 6-6 six and six in 2021. Vanderbilt is 14th at 2-10. and 10. And, hey, Texas and Oklahoma still waiting to get in in the SEC. They'll either be in next year or somewhere down the road in 2025 or earlier. Um, those are the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings as of today on Sunday, November the 28th of 2021. Uh, we'll also put the uh, power rankings up on our website at BigJReport.com sometime a little bit later on today as well. So thank you for listening in. Uh, Going to update you on the Jags-Falcons score. What about Paul Feinbaum? Barney Five, Paul Feinbaum said said that Michigan would never beat Ohio State. Boy, he's going to have to eat his words on that. Let's take a look at the uh, – because Michigan won the game. What, what was it, 42-27? to 27? So big win, big win for Michigan over Ohio State. I believe that's the first time that since Jim Harris – since uh, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh has been at Michigan, first time he's beaten arch rival Ohio State. Falcons are out in front with a seven to nothing lead. Uh, game now in the second quarter. Cor- and and uh, Cordero Patterson rushed in from seven yards out, seven yard touchdown run. The extra point by Koo uh, is good. And the Falcons have a 7 to nothing lead in the second quarter already. Cordero Patterson played his college ball, I believe, at Tennessee. Has been a kick returner, a wide receiver, and even a running back now um, in the NFL. Quite versatile. Uh, there was talk he was injured and wouldn't play, but he was ruled active 
as an active player uh, prior to this game, and he's turning out to be a difference maker. Cordero Patterson, seven-yard touchdown run. Uh, that run actually came late in the first quarter. That touchdown came late in the first quarter with about 38 seconds to play in the uh, first quarter as uh, the Falcons get the touchdown to go out on out on top and out in front in this game. Uh, right now it's the Atlanta Falcons 7, the Jacksonville Jaguars nothing. The Falcons have the ball now as well. We'll continue with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. We'll keep an eye on the game today. We've already given you the the uh, BigJReport.com, very latest SEC power rankings in college football. Uh, gave you the high school football scoreboard as well, as well as Alex Nunnery's uh, reports earlier in this podcast, his reports and interviews on high school football uh, here in North Florida and, of course, surrounding areas as we ran down the scoreboard as well. We'll continue with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. So stand by and stay tuned. My name is Scott, your host, and you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, By the way, this is episode show number 74 of season number two, Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, we'll be right back. Well, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Been a difficult half for the Jaguars. Cordero Patterson kind of kind of owns the Jaguars. He's got two touchdown runs. This guy is a, a kickoff returner, former kickoff returner, wide receiver slash running back. Uh, he's run a couple in from basically the running back position, and the Falcons got off to a fourteen to nothing lead uh, in the game against our Jaguars. So the Jaguars moving the ball down the field. Um, they got inside the 10. They got stopped at the four-yard line on fourth down and four. Urban Meyer, who I think is is really learning to become a better NFL coach now. He's kind of learning the NFL game. He says, no, we're going to kick the field goal. we got to have the points. We don't want to go into halftime with a chance of zero on the board. So the Jaguars kick what amounted to – about a 21 or 22-yard field goal by a field goal kicker, Matthew Wright, a chip shot, right? He made it from 21, 22 yards out. Jaguars on the board uh, right before the end of the first half, and and that's better than coming away empty, right? Um, I, I don't think Urban liked the the way the, the offense was, uh, was running down toward the end, said, hey, we got to get the three points. Um, we did see um, – I saw Ogun Bawali drop a catch. It was a difficult catch, but he didn't come up with it. I saw Chenault make a couple of good catches, run after the catch a little bit. Marvin Jones with a nice catch on that drive as well. So the Jags are trailing. It's the Atlanta Falcons uh, 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3 late in the second quarter. Uh, let's take a look at North Florida Entertainment, then we'll get back to more on the Jaguars. You're listening to episode show uh, number 74 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. 
Let's take a look at some uh, uh, North Florida entertainment. Steely Dan was to have been at the Times Union Center here in Jacksonville, Florida, back on Tuesday night, October the 19th, but it was canceled or actually postponed. It has now been rescheduled for July the 20th of next year of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the same location at the Times Union Performing Arts Moran Center um, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Also, guitarist Joe Bonamassa, guitarist Joe Bonamassa will be uh, in Jacksonville on December the 10th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. He's actually going to be in St. Augustine near Jacksonville at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. Again, that's guitarist Joe Bonamassa on December the 10th of 2021. I think it's actually pronounced um, Joe Bonamassa, guitarist Joe Bonamassa on December the 10th, 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. Uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band on Saturday, January the 22nd of 2022 at 7.30 p.m. That's coming up in just a couple of months um, at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Elton John next year, but it's coming up quicker now. Elton John, it's going to be April of 2022. Uh, Elton John and the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour in 2022 comes to Jacksonville on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, the Elton John Tour kicks off in Louisiana, I believe in, in New Orleans in January, and then three months later we'll be here in Jacksonville. The Elton John the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour uh, in 2022 on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. It is the second quarter, Falcons and the Jaguars battling Cordero Patterson, the former Tennessee volunteer, played wide receiver, I believe, at Tennessee. And since he's been in the NFL a few years, uh, he's been a kickoff returner, wide receiver, and uh, now, you know, he's also become a running back uh, in the last couple of uh, years as well. Uh, Cordero Patterson, he's um, run for a couple of touchdowns for the Falcons uh, in this game, and he was actually a really a last-second active. Um, was he going to play, I, I believe, because of some injuries or what have you, but he's playing. He was made active. Uh, before the game started, in other words, um, apparently he was healthy enough to play, and he must be healthy enough to play. He scored uh, uh, two touchdowns in this one. Uh, so we're late in the um, uh, second quarter, the Atlanta Falcons 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3. I believe the Jags are – let's see, the Jags actually have the ball fourth down and one at the Atlanta 41 with three seconds to go. No, it's not close enough for a field goal. I guess they could try a 58-yarder. We'll see what happens, or they do the Hail Mary. There's only three seconds to play in the half. We'll let you know what happens on that one. But right now it is the Atlanta Falcons 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3, was still a, another exciting half of uh, football uh, coming up between the Falcons and the Jaguars. So getting close to halftime now, the Atlanta Falcons 14 and the Jacksonville Jaguars three. And um, 
Another big half of football coming up. The Jaguars got to come from behind to have a shot at winning this game over the Falcons. Falcons came into this game right before kickoff. Um, the Falcons were about a one-and-a-half to a two-point favorite, but right now it is halftime. The score, they've moved into halftime. The score is now the Atlanta Falcons 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3 at halftime. We'll be back um, as the game moves along. We'll be back with more um, information and comments, commentary on the uh, Jaguars game, as we just also gave you a bit of uh, North Florida entertainment as well. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, we got much more coming up. Well, the Jaguars trailing the Atlanta Falcons at halftime. The Atlanta Falcons 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3, as they'll be opening the third quarter in a few minutes and a few moments. And uh, we gave you some North Florida entertainment. Also wanted to add, let's see, another show coming up December the 4th at the Florida Theater. I was by the Florida Theater the other day, and they gave me one of their uh, Florida uh, theater brochures. Um, December the 4th, The Temptations and Four Tops. Hey, how about that one? That's classic, right? The Temptations and the Four Tops will be at the Florida Theater. That's on the evening of December the 4th, The Temptations and the Four Tops. And um, let's see some other things coming up. Um, Let's see Charlotte's Web. At the Florida Theater, the Theater Works uh, presents Charlotte's Web on December the 17th. And illusionist Adam Trent will present Holiday Magic on December the 26th at the Florida Theater. That's some of the things coming up at the Florida Theater. Our Teal Shirt Report podcast is uh, brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Also, Saucer Realty for your real estate needs in North Florida. You know, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate in North Florida, Larry Saucer and his staff at Saucer Realty, they are sanctioned to do real estate in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak, Lake City, and many surrounding areas in between as well. So the Jaguars trail the Falcons. Falcons um, leading the Atlanta Falcons 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3 uh, at the half, getting ready to move into the third quarter. Uh, We've also been getting some information today on Sunday about Billy Napier. It looks like Billy Napier. I mean, the information we're getting from sources is that Billy Napier is going to be offered the job. Florida is uh, basically poised to hire Billy Napier as the next Florida Gators head football coach. Uh, The move apparently is not official yet, but apparently the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun coach uh, is expected to be announced as UF's new coach, either later today or tomorrow. Again, Florida expected to hire Louisiana's Billy Napier as their coach. So Florida's going to go ahead with, uh, looks like Billy Napier, unless something crazy or unless they go Bobby Crimmins on us, uh, Billy Napier. And when I say Bobby Crimmins, he's the guy, the Georgia Tech basketball coach that what took the South Carolina job. And then only a few hours later, 
decided not to and went back to Georgia Tech. Same thing kind of happened with uh, Billy Donovan as he took the Orlando Magic job. And I think a day or two later, he said, no, uh-uh, this isn't for me. Uh, Billy went back to Florida, but eventually went to the NBA with the uh, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Okay, so there's been some some crazy things that happened at the last minute. Uh, Napier, apparently, uh, if he does, even if he does take the UF job, I believe he's going to, as I'm hearing, Billy Napier will still coach the Louisiana Raging Cajuns in their Sun Belt Conference championship game, which would be apparently you know, the last game he would coach for Louisiana, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. But that's what it looks looks like now, as, of course, the relationship with uh, Florida and Dan Mullen, former coach Dan Mullen, spiraled out of control. And uh, Mullen was finally, uh, he was finally fired uh, last Sunday back on November the 21st. The candidates uh, did kind of rise, rise up. And you looked at, hey, it could be Napier, could be Lane Kiffin, might be even Bob Stoops. But I think Bob Stoops said right away that he wasn't going to be coaching at the college level. It doesn't look like Bob Stoops is going to coach college football anymore. Could go back to the XFL in 2023, perhaps, because that was his latest coaching, uh, his latest uh, coaching assignment and his latest coaching job was 2020 with the XFL's Dallas Renegades. XFL, after having a lot of trouble during COVID, the XFL going through bankruptcy, and uh, uh, eventually The Rock and his Redbird company, along with his uh, uh, with, with uh, Miss Danny and uh, the Redbird company, eventually uh, uh, bought, the, they were, I guess they were the highest bidder off the scrap heap or bankruptcy and the XFL appears they're going to be restarting back in uh, 2023. Maybe Bob Stoops goes back to the XFL. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't coach anymore, but apparently Bob Stoops was asked by, you know, I'm sure some of the Florida brass, maybe, you know, even the uh, ambassador, Steve Spurrier, good friend of Bob Stoops, maybe was uh, uh, talking to Bob Stoops about it, but now it is appearing. It is starting to appear that it will be not Lane Kiffin, not Bob Stoops, uh, not the coach from uh, Iowa State either, that it looks like it's going to be Billy Napier, who has been an assistant, I understand, at Alabama, also Clemson, been a head coach now with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and they've had a great season. They've won 10 games. Uh, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, uh, beat Hugh Freeze's Liberty team smashed him, you know, by what, three or four touchdowns. So Billy Napier looks like he's headed to be the head coach of the Florida Gators. By the way, Alex, uh, Alex Nunnery is in Gainesville today at the uh, Florida Gator uh, Troy basketball game. So hopefully we'll get some, some news from Alex. I'm sure Alex is following the, uh, the coaching uh, situation with, uh, as it appears now that Billy Napier looks like he'll be the next Florida Gator football coach. We'll talk more about the Jaguars. And uh, again, the uh, Jaguars game getting set to um, start back up in the third quarter with the Atlanta Falcons leading the Atlanta Falcons 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, three. As the game ends up now, getting ready to restart in the third quarter. 
after the game, we'll be along with your, you know, your stats, your scores, our, our thoughts on the game. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And we're listening to in as many as 36 states across the United States. Uh, got some big listeners in the state of Florida, uh, Georgia, Ohio, state of Washington, Alabama. Uh, man, we're listening to all over. Uh, uh, comedian Miller Mark up in New York. Um, you know, all you folks that listen in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, we appreciate it uh, very, very much. We got listeners everywhere and all across the world and internationally as well here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll be back in uh, uh, just momentarily when we get the uh, we're, we're going to watch some of the game and uh, come back and kind of give you our impressions of the Jaguars Atlanta Falcons game uh, with more coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Jaguars and Falcons in the third quarter have traded touchdown passes, but kind of a metamorphosis kind of started taking place late in the third quarter. We started seeing uh, the Jags running the ball pretty good with James Robinson, and particularly Trevor made a run for a first down, and then we saw about three just beautiful passes in a row by Trevor. You know, he threw a threw actually a, a dart to James O'Shaughnessy. O'Shaughnessy caught a couple of uh, passes. He also caught the two-point conversion. It was look. Quan Treadwell that caught a touchdown pass. No, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, Laquan Treadwell caught a pass on the drive, but then it was actually Tavon Austin that caught the touchdown pass. It was a bullet, um, just a dart for from uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, to Tavon Austin for the touchdown. And it was not, again, it was not Treadwell that caught the touchdown pass, but he did make a catch earlier in the drive. O'Shaughnessy caught a couple of passes, and James O'Shaughnessy back in the lineup after being injured for the past few weeks. He was made active uh, this week. The big tight end, James O'Shaughnessy, he caught a two-point conversion, and I said, what are the Jags doing? Maybe they should just go ahead and kick the extra point. Still plenty of time to play late in the third quarter. The Jags went for the two-point conversion, made it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence to tight end, James O'Shaughnessy, and all of a sudden the Jaguars we're climbing back into this thing. Trevor, uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, made some big-time throws late in the third quarter. The Jags are scratching their way back into the game. The third quarter's ended, and the Atlanta Falcons have a 21-11 to lead. The Atlanta Falcons 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 11. Uh, with a quarter to play, we'll see if the Jaguars, I mean, it looks like Trevor's starting to catch a little fire on that last drive, his last three passes were really good. We saw some darts and some velocity on those passes. I think it's a matter of uh, Trevor getting his confidence and certainly some completed passes, some scores. Can get that confidence going uh, for Trevor Lawrence as the Jaguars-Falcons game enters the fourth quarter. Right now entering the fourth quarter, the Atlanta Falcons with the fourth quarter getting underway. The Atlanta Falcons still with a 21-11 to 11 lead over the Jacksonville Jaguars.
Hey, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Alex Notary, I understand, um, you know, we heard him do some some interviews on Friday night at the Trinity Monroe High School football playoff game. Alex is at the um, the Sunday afternoon Troy University of Florida basketball game today. Florida is still undefeated. They trounced Troy. Florida Gators 84, Troy Trojans 45 in men's college basketball. And as far as my calculations go, I believe Florida is now still undefeated. They're five and zero. Actually, I believe they're six and zero now. Florida Gators defeated Troy in Gainesville. Florida Gators eighty four, Troy forty five. Looks like Billy Napier is going to be named the new head football coach at Florida, either sometime uh, late Sunday night or sometime Monday. But it looks like it's all but official. Billy Napier the Louisiana Ragin Cajun head football coach. He's had uh, three consecutive 10-win seasons at Louisiana for the Louisiana Ragin Cajun. So the Gators, Florida Gators getting a new football coach, a basketball team beating Troy 84-45. to Mike White's Florida Gator defense playing really, really good uh, football right now. And the uh, Jaguars game uh, still going on. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, we saw some darts from uh, Trevor Lawrence to James O'Shaughnessy. Touchdown pass to Tavon Austin. First uh, touchdown catch Tavon Austin has made since 2019. The Jaguars' defense has gotten a stop now, and the Jags have the ball back with about 12 minutes and 25 seconds to go. Trevor Lawrence and company they got the ball back deep in their own territory around the 20-yard line. And uh, just saw a uh, run for a couple of yards by the uh, Jaguars running back. I believe that was James Robinson. So Trevor's in there. He's playing better. You know, completing some passes will build your confidence. Trevor in trouble on that one, but gets rid of it. And uh, now we're seeing a run down the field by the uh, – that, w- that was uh, James Robinson. Trevor got in trouble, got rid of the football at the last minute, hit James Robinson. And I'm looking at the replay, and uh, Trevor was under a heavy pressure. As he's going down, he gets rid of the ball. James Robinson makes a, kind of an acrobatic catch. He went down with his hand. His hand, He dropped his hand to catch the ball down around below his knee, caught the pass, and then took off another 10 or 15 yards after he made the catch. So the Jaguars got something cooking at midfield on the 50-yard line with still about 11 minutes and 20 seconds to go in this game in the fourth quarter. And um, Jags get stuffed. I think that was Carlos Hyde losing a yard on the last play. So right now the Atlanta Falcons have a 21-11 to lead over the Jacksonville Jaguars. We saw Trevor Lawrence come to life really as a quarterback with about three consecutive bullet throws and passes. Now that, that pass play where Trevor was under pressure, he got rid of it before he went down, and uh, I guess Robinson made uh, somewhere between his knee and his shoestring a catch and took off and ran for 10 or 15 yards. you got to have that to build some confidence. Uh, still watching this game in the fourth quarter. Trevor's going to take off and run it and going to slide close to a first down. I think he might be a half yard shy of the first down, but the Jags on the move. Atlanta Falcons with a 21-11 to 11 lead. The Atlanta Falcons 21 the Jacksonville Jaguars 11. We're going to watch more of this game. And again, want to congratulate the Florida Gator basketball team, Florida Gator basketball team, 84, Troy 45. Uh, good defense by uh, 
by Florida head basketball coach Mike White in their victory over Troy. And um, as we told you a few minutes ago, it looks like it's all but official. Billy Napier will be the new Florida Gator head head football coach now. As uh, we're now we're now hearing that, unless there's a dramatic change, something crazy happens, Billy Napier to Florida as the new Florida Gator head football coach. The Gators beat the Seminoles on Saturday, November the 27th. Florida hung on with uh, the interim coach, Coach Knox. And uh, the Gators beat Florida State, Florida 24, Florida State 21 on Saturday, November the 27th. Uh, getting late in the football game with about 10.05 to play in the fourth quarter. The Atlanta Falcons with a 21-11 to lead over the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll be here at the conclusion of the game to let you know what happened. We'll kind of give you our input and uh, our comment, our comments on what's going on. I see Trevor Lawrence throwing another pass out near the 30-yard line. Looks like Marvin Jones out there. Uh, actually, no, 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 it was. It was Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell made the catch about a uh, in and stop and go route. Treadwell makes the catch about nine or ten yards down the field, runs for another five or six yards. And Trevor Lawrence has got him going no huddle, and he's hot right now. But it looks like now we've got a penalty, a penalty before the before, and they do. That's uh, somebody on the offensive line got up early, got ahead of the snap count. Mr. Juwan Taylor, former Florida Gator offensive lineman, kind of stifles that drive with a five-yard penalty. But Trevor's hot right now. I mean, he's um, 21-32, 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception today. Um, on the current drive, Trevor's three for three, about 57 yards. So Trevor's gotten hot late in the third quarter and now into the fourth quarter, getting a little confidence. Uh, Trevor is going to fake it to the running back and run around the right side and get five, six, five or six yards or more. The Jags are on the move with about nine minutes and 11 seconds to go in this football game. Uh, getting later in the fourth quarter now, Jaguars trailing 21 to 11 against the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, Trevor's playing much better. The Jags mixing up the calls and they're going to run a play up the middle. And we've seen Carlos Hyde in there. That was actually Carlos Hyde. They they took the fake from Trevor on the previous play. Trevor is doing some uh, zone read option stuff. He faked it to Carlos Hyde, and then he ran it around the right end. So we're we're seeing some uh, we're seeing some option, some play option stuff. Quarterback run option. Faking it to the running back. Trevor's running the ball some. Jags have a big third down at about one at the Falcons' 10. And, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, James Robinson just squeezed out a first down, and the Jags are on the move. They're on the move here in the fourth quarter with right at eight minutes, right at eight minutes to go in the third quarter. The Atlanta Falcons, 21 the Jacksonville Jaguars 11. We are in the fourth quarter of this game. We're going to watch more of it. We'll be back in a few moments to um, tell you what's been happening. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast.
Well, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Jags had a chance, got within 21 to 14, got the ball back as the defense did make a stop on the Falcons after the Falcons moved it to near midfield or thereabouts. And then the Falcons had to punt. Uh, Jags, you know, actually made a uh, first down. And then they ended up uh, incompleting some passes in the, the game. The clock is winding down. Now the Falcons running out the clock. 25 seconds to go in the game. The clock's going to run out, and the Falcons are not going to have to run another play. Trevor was incomplete on four down and ten. Ball turned back over to the Falcons. The Falcons running out the clock, and the uh, Falcons head coach congratulating, or I should say Urban Meyer congratulating the Falcons head coach. And the Jags come up short at the bank at TIAA Bank Field on this Sunday afternoon, November the 28th. Uh, Final score, the Atlanta Falcons 21, the Atlanta Falcons 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 14, the final score. Jags just could not get another first down. You know, they were in fourth down territory, and then there was an incomplete pass attempted to uh, LaVisca Chenault. It went incomplete badly. But let me say this. Trevor played very good, got hot late in the third quarter, played well in most parts of the fourth quarter. We saw some really good passes with velocity, uh, some rockets in the air, some rocket passes by Trevor Lawrence, but the Jags come up short. The defense did not play all that bad today. Uh, even out without Shaquille Griffin, uh, we, we kind of saw some things happen today. I mean, I did see um, Tyson Campbell step up, you know, and make some pretty good plays. On defense, defensive tackle Malcolm Brown, a good tackle in the game. Uh, Devon Hamilton was stuffed in the middle for the Jaguars. Saw some good play by uh, local Jacksonville, Florida kid Shaquille Shaq Quarterman, uh, making a good tackle on, on a um, – when actually a punt return, the Falcons were making a Shaq Quarterman uh, basically backup linebacker, but does play some at linebacker, and he plays on special teams as well. Miles Jack, a good hard tackle in the game as well. And the Jags fall short today. James Robinson got some carries in this game. Uh, he looks like he's getting back close to 100% from the heel injury. I know over the last couple of weeks he had some treatment on his knee, too, according to head coach Urban Meyer. The Jags fall short. Final score, the Atlanta Falcons 21. The Jacksonville Jaguars 14. The Jaguars fall to 2-9, two, two wins and nine losses. Uh, while the Falcons improve with their fifth win, the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons, who have played very badly the last uh, couple of weeks, Come to Jacksonville, pull out a win. The Atlanta Falcons 21, the Jacksonville Jaguars 14, uh, the final score. Hope you've enjoyed our podcast. This has been episode show uh, number 74 of season number two. Uh, I had a chance to talk about the, uh, you know, the Jaguars game. We will check the Jag stats uh, for this particular game coming up on our next podcast when we do episode show number 75. But we're going to wrap it up today. This has been a pretty long podcast where we've done a high school football scoreboard, some college football scores, Alex Nunnery out there uh, with some high school football uh, reports and interviews on the Trinity uh, victory over Monroe in high school in the high school football playoffs uh, here in North Florida and surrounding areas. 
So uh, thank you for tuning in to our Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this has been episode show number 74, season number two. Special thank you to Alex Nunnery, one of our producers, and also JC, our other producer, for helping to put the Teal Shirt Report podcast together, episode show number 74 of our second season. Uh, We've enjoyed being here today, giving you some updates on uh, the high school football playoffs, college football. We gave you the, you know, the SEC, the BigJReport.com SEC uh, power rankings a little bit earlier in this particular podcast. We'll uh, take a look at the Jag stats for the Jaguars-Falcons game on our next podcast, episode show 75, which will be coming up you know, in a few minutes or a few hours, depending on when you listen. But thank you for tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast. This has been episode show number 74 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott, your host. Hey, you guys have a great day. I'm out. (laughs) 